0: I'm not gonna lie, it was it was freaking sweet because the Saints traded up and people were like, "Oh no, are they gonna draft the quarterback?" And bang, they get Jameis two weapons. I was just so hyped you know, to see him kind of go in on this season with Winston coming back from that ACL surgery. And we should also mention, you know, he got he got another weapon in his hand this week. He got his college degree, so. Shout out to him for coming back and completing that at Florida State. I just graduated never Jordan Travis. Hey, that
1: was, that was a wild turn for the game. That was completely weapon, wild.
0: Bro.
2: Hey guys, it's Terrence Nan. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go, Dogs. Hey, what's up? This is Peter Ward, a.k.a. He dub And how? So yeah, we listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go live, go, no. Hi, this is Charlie Ward, and you're listening to Hear the Spear. Go Nose.
0: This is Terrell Fuckley. You're listening to Hear the Spear, presented by No Game Day. No Bloody. But perhaps better known as the greatest corner to ever step on a football field, Prime Time Sanders.
2: Great, Dion Sanders, my brother. What's going on, bro? man? I, I could wake up to that greeting every day, man. That was awesome. Hello Nose
1: fans, this is former Seminole Derek Brooks and you're listening to Here's the Spear, presented to you by No Game Day.
0: James Wilder Jr. What's going on James?
1: Thanks
3: for having me on, SSOD, Florida die, and go Nose. William Barnum Floyd. Gentlemen, what's up? What is happening guys? This is Lone Robinson from Here's the Spear, presented to you by no Game Day.com. We are here on a wonderful fantastic thursday evening with the entire crew d Lou is back uh, you know still got the celtics in the playoffs we'll see how much longer that lasts nate will give us the rundown if that will last much longer i don't think it's gonna last right nate no he's not in that not in his head no good but... good
0: rundown there just no just no down.
3: the people on video at least know the answer but uh, yeah, we're here on a Thursday, a week after the NFL draft. Gives you just a whole seven days to just really confine all the details and information and all the grades you saw online. And this is where you end up at the very end of it. And we'll give you the rundown on what we thought of the draft of Jermaine Johnson to the Jets. Uh, I've got a few things to say about maybe... Some things that people were saying online about him dropping and just some silly things. And I'm sure Nate saw some stuff. I saw you tween too. And then we'll talk about some other Noles finding opportunities in the NFL, including Deshaun, Corbin, Keir Thomas, and others. Uh, defensive tackle medically DQ'd today. We got the news of that. And then we've got a Charlotte offensive lineman. As we all know, Alex Atkins' former gig uh, offensive lineman entering the transfer portal. Um, so got some info on that. And then we've got Rising Spear and Warpath, those two collectives merging up. We are officially in the off-season where news we are talking about is collectives. So that's one of our highlights. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Are we feeling good? We're getting close to summertime, my favorite time of the year. So I feel really great. I don't know about y'all. And it's close to my birthday. My birthday is in August. So I'm hoping, you know, these guys here will give me a good gift.
0: Huh. Yeah, you, you ain't getting shit after you didn't even give me a wedding gift, so there you
3: go. It's still coming. It's in the mail.
0: It's been it's been four months, man. I gave up on you a long time ago, <laughs> just like the majority of my wedding party. So shout out to you guys.
3: Dang, dang, you, you took a shot at them you too. You kind of just
0: ruined my week, honestly. <laughs> wow. Did
3: you take a shot at them too? Dang. Just move got... on. I'm sorry for what I did to you, V Z and Nate for <laughs> Having him go off on y'all like that, I'm sorry about that.
0: Not them. I, I didn't expect anything from them, but damn, we didn't go.
3: <laughs> Don't worry. Like I said, yeah. D Lou, it's gonna come to a surprise. You Just got to give it a little bit more time.
2: But you were in the wedding though.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Call I was off to the side. I was like the farthest <laughs> best this man. Was, like this I man was the was
2: part of it. <laughs> There's no excuse. You were in a tuxedo or a suit, whatever. No, it yeah,
3: was, yeah, yeah. You
2: were in the wedding.
3: I was farthest off though. I was at the very end. It doesn't end. matter. Like I was pretty, like even behind. I, like I was farther off than the person that was in front
2: of me. I'm I pretty sure the flower there. girl got him something.
0: Did they Yeah, the flower girl was my grandma, so, yeah, she got me a gift. (laughs) That's hard competition
3: there. That's hard competition for me to deal with. (laughs) Uh, Well, I hope everybody's enjoying the podcast start so far. If always, please make sure you hit the like button, subscribe. We go live every Thursday evening. Moving forward, though, we are going to start lining up guests that's already in the works, talking about current players, current staff members, former Knowles, basketball Everything imaginable. We're gonna to try to get them on here for you guys to head into the summer because content is drying up. So we're gonna to try to give you guys some entertaining content, hopefully, throughout the well, next not, couple of months.
2: Not everything, you know. Some others got to unlock.
3: Mm. They've got some unlock.
2: Some other podcasts?
3: Oh yeah, no, we we're gonna find some high priority a one celebs on here and try to give some entertainment, but uh, let, let's start off with recapping the draft. what y'all, how'd, y, how'd y'all like it? I thought this was a lot more entertaining than previous ones. And I kind of expected, it. I think we talked about, it. I said, there's so many different things that could go different ways. There maybe not be, there might not be star athletes. We already know who maybe well, number one, number two is like previous drafts. This one, it was a total kind of not a total toss up, but it was just, entertaining throughout a lot of trades, you know, you you got a different kind of guy who was supposed to be number one for the last three months. And that changes in the last week or so. um, And ends up going to Jacksonville. How'd y'all feel? I thought it was a pretty fun night on Thursday.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I I don't know why Dustin's talking. He doesn't really watch the draft. I watched the entire, I I watched the (laughs) entire draft this
0: year, every single round, just about every single pick. Especially Bucks picks because of our Bucks game day coverage, but it was a crazy draft. I mean, there was a ton of trades. There was definitely some surprising picks. I mean, you look in the first round, Steelers got the quarterback with the smallest hands in the draft, Kenny Pickett. So <laughs> the excited kids. to see I what he can do. That. I know mm. Logan love that. All mm. the Malik Willis talk, and yep, you got to you know guy his hands are smaller than mine.
3: Yeah, well, that doesn't, that's not saying too much there, but uh, yeah, no, that was really exciting being there in the media room, and I was talking to the guy. I made friends with him. He was also a kind of a rookie in there with me. Our first time being down there in the Bucks facilities, and I was telling him, "Yo, this is it. I'm about to get Malik Willis." I had the tweets ready. You should have seen all the drafts. I had like three tweets and drafts ready to go in fifteen minute increments. When I when I when I saw it come through on the screen because everything was muted in there just for that time being because they're about to get press conference stuff going. I, I, I almost, I, I just almost just, I don't know. almost passed out. I thought we were getting Malik Willis. And you know what? I, I looked at some Kenny Pickett highlights and I feel a, a little bit better. But once again, the Steelers do what, except for Najee Harris. I did get Najee Harris last year. So maybe I can't be too greedy, but I like what they did for the rest of the draft though. Pickens, man, what a steal. I know we talked about him, Nate, last week, but I had never mm-hmm. thought that he'd have a chance with coming to us. And we need a wide receiver. You lose Juju. And so we go in and grab Pickens. Um,
2: All the talent in this draft, you know, Pickens could be the best of the bunch. You know, he's super talented. But um, I I love the fact that Pittsburgh took Pickett because, you know, they're going to suck for quite a while now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good to see.
1: Yeah. That that QB battle between Trubisky and Kenny Pickett is going to be one of the most boring of the
2: entire offseason. They they should put that out. That Should be a hard knock right there, yeah. Yeah, that was, like y- that was y'all ratings,
3: yeah, exactly. Tom being
2: like, I should have retired last year with, with, with <laughs> that.
3: <laughs> now, yeah, it should honestly I, be. I,
2: I don't understand Walker going first. I know the attributes and everything. Um, you know, the production wasn't there, but I understand the affectability. Um, your Stingley going third, kind, a huge of, shot. kind of surprised about that, but you know. You know, I guess he's healthy and apparently he was just dominating these, um, you know, team meetings and his workouts and that stuff. So, I mean, you know, three seemed a little bit high, but the quarterbacks, I think it's just a really bad quarterback uh, draft this year. But, um, you know, we'll we'll talk about Jermaine, but I I think the Jets had the best draft.
1: It it was crazy to see only one quarterback on the first two rounds. Mm -hmm. I mean, even though we all, Everyone says about quarterback class. We all expected maybe two in the first round. You know, someone picked one up in the second round. But, you know, we didn't have another one until Desmond Ritter. What pick was that, like 76 or something
2: to Atlanta? Like, it was
1: was super late.
2: I mean, talk about, like, he's not in the draft, but entering last fall, it was Sam Howe and Spencer Rattler as potential number one picks in the draft. Mm -hmm. you know rattler gets benched for a freshman he's not south carolina and sam how goes fifth round to washington and and
1: had to to tell carson once hey we're taking a quarterback in the fifth round that was hilarious
2: yep
3: Yep. (laughs) what do you think about it d lou since you said you were invested this time for the first time ever how did you feel taking your virginity way of watching the nfl draft like a real man
0: yeah, I mean, I've, I've watched the NFL draft before. I'm just not going to sit there typically and watch all seven rounds. I, I could care less about that. The first round I typically watch, but like like uh, Austin and Nate kind of said, I thought there would be some reaches on quarterbacks. It really the, – the picket picks surprised the heck out of me. That was a pretty funny moment. But just overall, you know, there was a – significant focus on what felt like edge rushers and defensive backs early on. And like you said, Nate, I thought the Jets blew it away to grab Sauce Gardner, um, the the wide receiver from from Ohio State, and then trade back in to get Jermaine Johnson. I mean, heck of a day for them. Yeah, they got Greece yeah. Hall at the top of the second round. Like I had a heck of a draft. Yeah, I bad. was Those talking about them starting right away.
3: Was I the one that was getting shit on last week or the week before about the Jets? Where well, I was saying that they're a team that's going to make a push, maybe not might not be just this year, but I think they're on the rise for sure.
2: I mean, they're, they're built for it now. It all depends on Zach Wilson. They yeah. grabbed an
3: offensive lineman, right? Mm. They needed one. Not on the I'm first? Not sure. No, well, not in so. the first, but in the. Did they grab one in the second? I'm looking right now.
1: No, because <laughs> then they got, they got Rucker at the tight end in the third round, and they drafted Max Mitchell from the Cajuns in the fourth round. So you got a tackle there, but probably won't play yeah. right away.
2: And then uh, Detroit coming all the way up, what, 20 spots for Jameson Williams. I don't want to talk about that. I
1: was so upset when that happened
2: because that was our <laughs> pick. It was the Vikings' yeah. pick.
1: And we trade back 20 spots with our division rival going, hey, you want to ride a right receiver, the last good receiver on the board? Yeah, here you go. Not not only division rival, but losing the trade. Oh, then the yeah. Vikings trade their top two picks. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of because we, like, we got 32, 34, and 66. From Detroit, from Detroit, and then we gave them twelve and forty six. I didn't understand it. I really didn't.
3: You know what's crazy is that we were in the media room down in Tampa, and boom, Jermaine Johnson is falling out of nowhere, and we get to talking about him. And you know, we didn't expect that. Nobody on here was expecting Jermaine to fall this far. And you know, we're like, oh, the Bucks are seriously about to grab Jermaine Johnson, just about to fall on their lap. And I think once the Jets the Jets moved up, the Bucks were yeah. like, okay, well, we don't really need to we don't need we can push and trade back, which helped them. But mm-hmm. you know, I thought I thought for sure you know Jermaine was about to head down to Tampa, which would have been just awesome. I would have loved it just for content reasons alone for NG and BG. God Almighty, and we would have been like losing our minds. But uh, uh, the Jets make a move, and I thought we I was on the show with, with a lot of the Jets guys mm-hmm. and Damien Woody too, and you know they were really high on Jermaine and they wanted him and out of nowhere you're able to grab the jets able to grab one of the top corners and one of the top wide receivers. And then you grab a top three defensive end, just like that. I mean, the,
2: what a draft three, like all three were in their top nine on their personal top eight, board, apparently, yeah. top eight, whatever. So, I mean, that's a home run for them. Um, You know, in terms of FSU, I mean, Jermaine being the only player drafted, you know, Kind of surprising. I thought at least Kier would get a late pick, and I thought, you know, I thought Corbin would go mid, mid rounds, like, like we talked about last week. But it just tells you the state of the program, and anyone who was draft eligible was all transfers. So,
3: yeah, yeah. I, 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 go ahead. Just real
1: quick on the Jets again. Um, I was listening to Peter Schrager on Bill Simmons' podcast last night, and he was saying once Jermaine got past fifteen, the Jets were calling every single team. Trying to trade it back up wow. and get him, and finally they got him at twenty six, which is unbelievable.
3: We never thought that. We had no idea that would happen.
0: No, that I Wonder what the they were hearing. Surprise of the first round for me. I was I was sitting there. I had the article ready mm-hmm. to go, and I had it written up. I was like, Jermaine Johnson gets drafted in top five because we heard about those rumors for the fourth pick. Then he fell, and I was like, all right. So I changed it to top ten. Then I changed it to top fifteen. Then top twenty. And then I was like, all right, just first round pick <laughs> yeah. from from here on out. Uh, and then, like like you said, Logan, it gets to the pick before Tampa Bay, and I'm like, uh, wow, like, this is Tampa about to Bay happen. Need need someone off the edge. It's a pick before the Titans aren't going to pick him, and of course the Jets trade right in front of them and uh, take him from there. The Bucks trade out, and yeah. just so close. Just, it just been, like kinda- would have been fun to have a chance to cover him again yeah
3: absolutely to have him down there in tampa because we'll be there a lot definitely for training camps uh, and such this summer but for him to go down there it would have been a fantastic night you get a combination of jermaine johnson going to the bucks and then also well on bg's side we didn't actually get to report on a player getting picked in the first round so that hurt us so actually being able to combine both of those would have helped, but can't be greedy i guess can't be greedy uh, but i wasn't expecting him to drop and i think people i don't know we were starting to hear rumblings on twitter and you know character sometimes concerns. It's, and sometimes it's yeah the character concerns i saw your tweet on it too nate but i i, I don't understand fully on that and i going back to a, a climb episode one came out today but there was one last week and the things that we see him at practice, the way that we see him at pro day, hands on, supportive, talking to younger players. He did this all during uh, the fall last year, during the season, going up to players, being a leader. It's a whole 180 from what maybe those people were hearing on Twitter, and you know, those aren't. I, I feel like those people are just told things left and right, maybe looking at them, just the image or such. Because he is, he, let's let's be real, as if he's an he's an alpha male, and that's. God forbid, this isn't friggin' tennis. It's it's not soccer. Sorry to the soccer and tennis people out there. But God forbid he'd be an alpha alpha guy. But for him to be the kind of character he was and the production he did in one year in one system, not even a year, just a uh, eight months, seven months that he was in Tallahassee playing for Mike Norvell and buying into that system. And then just to see the climb episode two weeks ago and just little things where he's over there Dapping up every single player before the spring game, uh, he was in attendance for in the tunnel, hyping them up, getting them ready to go out. Where you know the cameras weren't even on him. I just was able to catch him a couple yards down uh, the tunnel and seeing him down there and dapping him up. It's just those little things that you kind of you catch your eye and I don't know. The Jets got an absolute steal. I'm pulling for him now. Uh, I think he'll he'll work well in that system too. Um, and they have an up-and-coming defense, and so I, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't understand how the whole be, character crap. I, I think it was
1: age.
2: So, yeah, I think it, it, was, it was age. Because if you
1: look at everyone that was, especially the top ten, like let's just look at the top ten. No one was older than twenty-one. I think maybe one 22 year twenty-two-year-old. um Then, like no, Jermaine Johnson right now is twenty-three. He's gonna be twenty-four before the season's over. The only two players drafted that were older in the first round were Kenny Pickett huh, and uh, I, I That's it. It was just those two guys. So, I mean, and those were both back half of the first round. You don't only see guys, especially these days, you don't see teams take high picks on older players. It just doesn't happen. I don't think really any of us consider that because we all just see oh, Jermaine Johnson's elite talent. But if you can have a 21-year-old guy of, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau or whoever, instead of a 24-year-old in Jermaine Johnson, I, I guess it makes sense. But definitely sucks to see him slide.
2: There had to be someone that they interviewed doing the background check where – yeah, it had to be someone to say something about him that triggered them to say something because, you know, they dissect these guys from the time they were born until, <laughs> you know, they, they sign with an agent and go through the process. So they're just under the microscope. So you know maybe they didn't like that he left Georgia or he was a Juco. Who knows? But I don't understand the the character issues. You know, He's cocky, but yeah. that's fine, man. You know,
1: yeah, I mean, but there's there's some it. teams that like that he bet on himself. You yep. know, I, I heard that a couple of times on podcasts this week too. The teams love that he bet on himself and he won. Even he to mm-hmm. Florida State was the ACC Defensive Player of the Year. Like yeah, teams he love he,
2: that. he left Georgia, which you know we can all admit that is a significantly better program right now than FSU. Probably could have still gotten drafted, but like you said, he bet on himself, came to Florida State, and produced a, a, an All American type season. So. I don't understand the character concerns. No, for for me, that is just a reach.
0: Just feels like a generic excuse. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, a, a lot of the draft analysts nationally had him projected pretty high, and he starts dropping. So, of course, on TV, they're like, what's going on with Jermaine Johnson? Oh, we're hearing he has some character concerns. I mean, you can say that every year whenever some prospect starts sliding down the board. And we've seen firsthand, um, at least publicly, that, Jermaine Johnson doesn't have very many character concerns. You pointed out him doing the little things, and that's all he's done. You know, he didn't have to come back to Tallahassee and attend these spring practices. He didn't have to be at the spring game and show support. That was stuff he did because he's just a good dude. So they can call it character concerns. Either way, as you guys have hinted, uh, Jets got a big-time steal here. And that's why they come out of the first round with an A-plus. I mean, to get a guy like that at 26. I think they said on NFL network,
1: where like – someone brought up character concerns. I think it was Daniel Jamar. Is like, I don't believe it all. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. they it just brush this real quick. It's like, you know, yeah. people are always going to say someone something starts falling because there has to be some reason. You know, there's never yeah. not a reason. Everyone's saying that with Nicole Dean, even though his shoulders are
2: shot. Mm-hmm. So, like yeah, I said happens. in that tweet, you know, the last few FSU players that kind of dropped in the draft have been spectacular. So hopefully yeah. he can continue that trend.
3: Yeah, who can we name out the list for that? Because it's actually Dalvin. significant. Dalvin, Derwin.
2: Derwin, Brian Burns.
3: I mean, it's astonishing it's, it's, how that just continues it, it, to happen. Does make the list? Yeah. No, yeah, he
1: went about he about where we all thought he would. Yeah, the the thing with the the the, the list Nate gives the only one that's like like Brian Burns. Why did he go so late? You know, premium position, mm-hmm. super youngs, long athletic, produced. Like there was no reason for him to go outside the top ten, and he went what sixteen, I think mm-hmm. it was. You know, if Derwin plays safety. Safeties aren't valued that much. We talked about that. Plus he had the had you need. know, yeah, a lot of injuries in in college. Dalvin, same thing, banged up shoulder. Then these rumors come out about character concerns. So you know, it un, it mm-hmm. kind of made sense. But Burns made no sense
3: whatsoever. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah,
2: they're trying to bring up Dalvin's arrest record when he was a minor, and all all, all this stuff is just stupid. But
3: shout out to his brother going to the Bills. Yep. That's fun.
1: Bills and the Vikings play this year, too.
3: Oh, brother versus brother. Hell, yeah. Not, that's something I I, I got like
2: thousand over 200. <laughs> 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 oh, brother okay. should
3: have came to Tallahassee. Oh, man. Yeah, no, it was cool. You know, was, uh, you saw uh, Mike Rebell was there, too. Mike was yeah, there man. in attendance. Saw that.
2: Jason Brown was there.
3: Mm-hmm. I Is know. That... No, I wanted to have him on. I wanted to have him on the pod, dude. I feel like he would be just and he, and entertaining. And the three of us shot it down. Yeah, I was like, well, I'm going to have to do a solo dolo with him then. There would be a lot of F-bombs and whatever I would just have to say before it. or Instead of our regular intro, it would just be me saying, make sure you're not near children.
2: If you haven't watched Last Chance You, Yeah. Yeah, you might not
3: want to click on this interview.
0: (laughs) We just need (laughs) you to do some actual editing work and just bleep it all out. I mean, God. Yeah. That would take longer than the actual organic.
3: Podcast itself. No, no, no. We wanted organic. Nowadays, you know, we went we're through that wave anyways. like two, three years ago where everything had to be muted, and now we're back to raw organic content, which I want now in sports media. We're back. We're we get right? to talk how we want to talk. We're
1: explicit now. It's fine. We we got the little e next to our podcast on the on, a, we, on, oh, on I make podcast. sure
3: that, I make sure that's on there. Dustin blew a a, a shit bomb in the first two minutes <laughs> of the podcast. So.
2: Well, it was a <laughs> deserved <laughs> yeah. one. Well, you were about evolving. to say me though? You were about to say Nate?
3: Not you, yeah, but it will come. It will definitely yours is come. coming. I would say yours is it coming.
0: coming. Yeah, I got the here. swear jar over here. It's
3: pretty much full after yeah the last couple of weeks. Mama Lewis mm-hmm. is gonna be texting you after this. <laughs> <laughs> no, how about uh Jameis getting actually getting <laughs> some weapons? I'll start off with Chris Olave, though. Really,
1: it, it went how like how that? I said it would when when I said they traded for that sec- those two first round picks. I said they're gonna try and get stuff to win this year, not build for the coming years because the saints want to win now so they go out and get a left tackle and they get a receiver it's exactly what they needed
3: yeah
0: i'm not gonna lie it was it was freaking sweet because the saints traded up and people were like oh no are they gonna draft the quarterback and bang they get Jameis two weapons i was just so hyped you know to see him kind of go in on this season with winston coming back from that acl surgery and we should also mention you know he got he got another weapon in his hand this week he got his college degree so Shout out to him for coming back and, and completing that at Porter State. And I just graduated. I've never Jordan Travis. Hey, that was
1: uh, that was yeah. a wild turn for the game. <laughs> that was completely weapon, wild. I, I wish they took Jameson Williams and
0: "Look at of Chris my Olave on the wall back there."
2: I, I I think Olave fits that offense with the, you know his ability yeah, to get down the get down the field. James you know we you know James yep. likes to throw the deep ball. I yep. think that fits, and you know, if Michael Thomas comes. You know, he's a turd, but if Michael Thomas comes back and can be what he was wow. before, I yeah. mean, yeah. Jameson he to,
1: was one of the fastest guys in the draft. Yeah. I mean, you talk about yeah. a deep threat.
2: Well, he went before the Saints pick, though, right? No, so,
1: no. Alave went 11, and then Williams went
0: 12 when the Lions traded up. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I wish they went Jameson instead of Alave. Could so, be some concerns he's fully ready by the season after the injury. Yeah. yeah. I mean, which, I, that, which I
2: get. That would be the only concern. You know, if he was healthy, I think he'd be the first one taken. Probably, yeah. But um, it tells you that I think that they trust Jameis and they, they you know, they like what they have with him a quarterback. So it, it's exciting. Yep.
3: Yeah, that offense is now filled with Jameis, of course, as the head man, and now you've got Michael Thomas at wide receiver, Alvin Kamara, one of the best running backs in the league. Um, you've still got Callaway too, and then now you add in Alave. Doing pretty good. And I think they went offensive lineman too.
2: Do they have, they have Marcus? They did. Trevor,
3: Trevor Penning at nineteen. Wow, and that cr- never. Mind. I can't. I can't say anything about the Bucks. I can't, don't, don't. Yeah, I can't say. I can't say anything. That has been. I'll tell you what. That has been one of the hardest things about just you know just keeping <laughs> my keeping my mouth shut on what the the Buccaneers did for while Jameis was in Tampa. That has been one of the biggest things for me. And then definitely Tom Brady is the number one thing that is really, really rough mm-hmm. for me, but I've done a really good job. I've done a really good job. Saints- you should have seen me, dude. I had so many really nasty, <laughs> nasty tweets um, back in whenever SIR yeah, know over, over the last couple years. Yeah. I need to probably go check those soon. I probably, probably need to go should back huh? and check those. I probably should yeah. check as
0: well. But Saints uh, did pretty good on defense, too, you know, bringing uh, in uh, Tyron Matthews. So. Yeah. They're once again set up to be a contender in the NFC South, and you know they beat the Bucks four straight times in the regular season since Tom Brady got there. Obviously, Bucks beat them on the way to the Super Bowl in the playoffs uh, mm-hmm. in 2020, but it's going to be an interesting matchup in the division.
2: And yeah, I, I, you know, I think you know getting Matthew with Jenkins retiring, you know, is it, big for them. So,
3: yeah, I just looked at some tweets, um, and I'm going to have to spend about an hour.
0: Read out the first three. Uh, <laughs> well, one of
3: these, I this was whenever Adam Scheffner said, the new look and potent Buccaneers offense. This was back in 2020, and it showed Tom Brady, Ronald Jones, O.J. Howard, Mike Evans, and Howard. Chris Godwin. We don't and need a description.
0: Said, Say what you tweeted.
3: Uh, I said, Ronald Jones, who question mark? And OJ Howard should be removed. I did say that.
1: Well, OJ <laughs> Howard
0: did get removed. He is no longer on
3: the books. So you know, a couple
0: years earlier on that one. Neither
3: I is Ronald Jones. I, I I'm looking through tweet that right. Logan,
0: and, you predicted the future.
3: I did. Look at that. I am just absolutely on one, aren't I? No, I have to go to my phone to look up the actual tweets of Tom Brady. But yeah, no, I thought that was a good draft for. I thought that was a good draft for Any any and, and him and Jordan Travis. Congratulations to them on graduating this past weekend. And my brother. Shout out. Did y'all did you and uh Jameis have the same time duration and uh
0: no, I think he was I think he was Friday. Oh wait. <laughs> yeah, technically. I beat <laughs> yeah. him. I beat him. Probably you beat like Jameis?
3: You need to you need to have that out there. Well
2: Jameis the needs I'll to shave that James mustache that. off. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> he's chilling yeah. right now. I think he's in yeah. grind mode. oh yeah, yeah. He's got like that old look. He almost has that old.
2: He <laughs> got the old man look.
3: Like that
0: old FSU look, how he had. It was good to see him still supporting the program too. You saw him stop by the Moore Center. Mm-hmm. Um He was in the most recent. What's what is it? The climb, climb episode. Yeah. Earlier, he, was in, he stopped earlier in the uh,
1: baseball broadcast studio yep. during their game. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. Yep.
0: Just cool, dude. Good to see him back through in Tallahassee. Love to see him. Maybe uh, for a regular season game if the Saints have a bye, but we'll see what happens. I mean, he, uh, can, he could
1: just go to that LSU game. You know, it's already in the Yeah, New that's, a, that's a good
0: point. Mm-hmm. I would not be shocked if
3: he's going to be there for that.
1: Unless have a preseason game somewhere. What the, yeah, I wonder what, what, the what the preseason
3: game may be. Anything else? Did everybody like their draft from their personal teams? Really just me. And yeah, VZ did not like the Vikings. Nate, how did you like your Bears?
2: I didn't pay attention.
3: There you go. Good. That, that,
2: that, that's how much I dislike the Bears right now.
1: I, I, I love the Andrew Pick no. for the Vikings in the second round. You know, to get him, at, I think it was at 43 or whatever. I thought that was great value. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you take Ed Ingram in the second round, at the, or at the back in the second round, or maybe third. I forget. But he's got, you know, I think it was a domestic assault charge that got dropped that there's still question marks about. He wasn't really that good at LSU. You know, I think he's projected to going like the hundreds, and you picked him at 59. I was bewildered by that one. Yeah, um, but you know, I, I like the Caleb Evans pick from Missouri. You get him in the fourth. I thought that was good value. Other than that, mm, you know, you, yeah. you could you could definitely tell as a first year general manager doing first year, first year general I, manager things.
2: I was honestly more focused on the Bucks.
3: Yeah, through. no, we all were. That was a that was a experience that I'm glad that we have a, that's only once a year. I will just say that that is a wild day. Cause you're not only focused on that team alone, but you're focused on also what the divisional rivals are doing. So you're also covering almost covering three other teams. You're also grabbing interviews, quotes, videos. just, it, it's it, a whole different animal. I give no, props it, to all the media down there and shout out to the media in Tampa. They were all so nice and welcoming a little bit different, a little bit different than Tallahassee, a little, a little bit better. But uh, definitely shout out to all the Tampa media down there. Welcome me in. We got to know Greg Alman, one of the legends there, and Rick Stroud also in there too. Just really nice. And it was a little bit different, you know. I think in Tallahassee, the media, everybody's kind of off on their own, doing their own thing, you know, working. But this whole weekend, you know, it was nice for us all to be kind of in unison, helping one another out. If they were hearing anything, it was told out loud to everyone. It was it was definitely nice. But yeah, go back to what you're saying, Nate.
2: I was just gonna say it's a national signing day a week a weekend yeah, full
3: of it you know that is true that is true i i was not so i was thinking saturday i'd be like i'd be like for some reason i thought i was going to get out of there at like four or five o'clock mm. I, I just completely thought that was going to happen for me i was gonna be like oh, i'll drive back it's still gonna be daylight i think i left at 9 30 coming back to tallahassee but 100 percent worth it the sids there with tampa were great so um, looking forward to be back at back down there soon um it, it, it
1: has to be a lot different than signing because Sunday day you used to have somewhat of an idea. You know, draft's just a crapshoot, you know, with so many trades and you know, there's so many prospects each team looks at.
0: Yeah. It's gotta be hell. Yeah, outside yeah. of the first round, it's it's just about impossible to predict. hmm Yeah.
3: No, it is. Uh but yeah, no, I like I liked my Steelers picks. I, I got I got my quarterback, I guess, of the future. <laughs> Um, like I said, the next, the next I got to ride with this.
1: He'll be 30 in, in, you know, in
3: five years. Hey, from, so. but I, I'm not going to go, like, trust me. If we wouldn't have gotten a quarterback and all you had for me was Mitchell Trubisky, go ahead and throw a freaking grenade in my mouth. I'll eat it and <laughs> blow my freaking head off if that was going to be the case. So I'm glad I have Kenny Pickett there at least. It helps just a I little bit. I think Mitchell
0: Trubisky will beat Kenny Pickett out for the starting I job. Think so, I'm too. sure
3: it will be, but I, I'd allow Kenny Pickett to uh, get some good PT in this preseason. Um, but Pickens, love it. And then Calvin Austin, I think. Sign me up if that's just mm-hmm. another steal coming from Memphis. So I'm I'm, I'm about it. I'm about it because we, yeah, we the, lose the guy who ran and
2: a, the guy who ran a four one forty, but they put him at what four four three nine or whatever it mm-hmm. was.
3: But end up running like an official four three two, which is yep. just silly, stupid.
2: Yep.
3: sign me up. So I'm I'm about it. Uh, let's well, so let's go and do some Knowles that didn't get drafted, and um, a lot of fans were kind of shocked that Jermaine or not Jermaine, but Deshaun Corbin. <laughs> Didn't get drafted? I, I,
2: don't, I'm know. Kind I
3: don't know, of, know where I'm kind y'all were of coming
1: from last week when y'all said third round. I was like, there's no shot. I don't I don't know where y'all were hearing that. I was like, maybe I wasn't hearing I was just, best. were We we're, okay,
2: we're, were being hopeful. Optim,
3: yeah, yeah. Optimistic and hopeful for <laughs> our guy to
0: shot Corbin.
1: Yeah, y'all had the blinders on this is what was happening there. Hold yeah, I mean the,
0: the problem is he came under he came in undersized at the combine. Um, didn't, I don't think he did a lot of testing at the combine, didn't do great in drills. And then he came back to pro day and, and looked pretty average. In my opinion, you look at Keir Thomas, he didn't even get the invite to the combine. And then pro day, um, I think he only got 19 or 20 in the bench press, which was a little bit of an underperform. Then he goes to run the 40 and ends up, uh, pulling a hammy or something and mm-hmm. didn't get to participate in the majority of drills. So I think that, that was him. That's what, that that's scary. what I said. Yeah, are uh, you talking about? Uh, no, I was talking about them both because uh, those, those are really the only two guys that had a chance to get selected from Florida State.
2: I, I, I think the what's more surprising than that is Parchment signing a three-year deal. Well, that's, see, now that's, that's not also it's that's not all guaranteed.
3: you. Yeah, see, that's something yeah. that we need to start putting out there on whenever yeah. we're tweeting these kind of deals, things, or whatever. That's for about. Hundred more other players, but that's not the case. It's just that's not guaranteed. It's mm-hmm. it's just kind of just extra details that yeah, it's been the same for twenty plus.
2: Yeah, but still, years. the, the but, point but, is that I mean, he's you know,
3: he's getting under uh, UDFA.
1: But hey, hey, parchment, w- welcome to the opportunity. Queen City. Welcome to Look. Queen City, Charlotte. If you need some, let me know. Shoes. Yep, like come by the store.
0: Can say what's oh, up. Damn. So <laughs>
3: we don't get, we've been friends with Austin Nate for you're how long? Charlotte.
0: And like, he's you given an undrafted yeah. free agent shoes over us. Yeah. Are you I'll, in Charlotte? I'll,
3: next week, no. we'll have our dates for I'm the NFL drive schedule. i
0: Charlotte to get to Tennessee. <laughs> Come I don't to think Charlotte? That's the right way of doing yeah, that. That's a,
1: adding t- 10 hours to your trip right there.
3: Whenever that schedule comes out next week for the NFL, I'm gonna. I told you I'm gonna come up there and I'm gonna come stay with you. That's cool. But I do think I'm not Corbin, gonna come stay with you. Corbin I won't do that to you. A,
0: Corbin got about 120,000 guaranteed or something like that to sign with the Giants. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he can somehow latch on to a practice squad or a reserve role. I so can
2: see happens. him making that roster. The, the thing that's, the thing that killed Corbin
1: is he only ran a four six forty. Like that, that's what killed him. That I don't 5-11. know
3: what happened there. Maybe he's just got the foot when he's got the pads on. He runs faster, maybe. I don't know. Four six. Florida State so, hasn't had, had, had a get off kind of running back in a while. If you think about it, I don't get off. I mean, that would have been Ren, but you know that just didn't so, work out.
2: So, something a scout told me a long time ago. Everyone's so enamored with speed, but if you if you run four four five four six, you can still play in the pros because you cut the tape on the guys pull away speed he completely just
1: i think it was just his i think it was just his size at 4'6 cuz like yeah. once he gets going yeah. he's pretty fast it yeah. just takes him a little bit to get yeah. going. He, he
2: just dominated you know Kyle Hamilton you know on the 89 yard run against Notre yeah. Dame just blew right by him so you know you cut the tape on he's got the football football speed but you know uh the 40 is also just a trained exercise
0: yeah
2: you got to be fast for sure but it's also a trained exercise
1: Yeah, there's definitely too much weight placed on the 40 and and some of these other drills.
3: Uh, So Corbin to the New York Giants, Keir Thomas to the reigning Super Bowl champions, Rams, Uh, Jordan Wilson. And I think it's going to be competitive. I mean, he's going to learn a lot, most certainly. Um, But if he can make that roster there, he is in a really good spot. Um, He joins Jalen Ramsey also. Uh, Jordan Wilson to the Bengals. We've got Parchman, of course, to the Panthers. Devontae Love Taylor is getting a mini camp invite from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Emma Rice also to the New York Giants, too. So a lot of opportunities. Guys are getting. We're still waiting on Miko Dotson here and DeKalin
1: uh, Brooks. And
3: DeKalin Brooks. Yeah, you can't get I'm. I'm just yeah.
2: DeKalin Brooks it, will succeed in life, just not on. On the field,
3: there could, there's a lot of new opportunities though. Now you got XFL coming up, XFL. you've got USFL going on. There's like there's there's FIFA always been a, there's CFL. There's also like this new fan one, control football league. Yeah, that like with uh Quavo and all of them, Cam Newton. They've got teams and like, Terrell
1: Owens. There's a lot of like <laughs>
3: Yeah, no, which I do like, man. A lot of these oppor- a lot of opportunities for these players. um I like Jordan Wilson though in Cincinnati, and I hate it, but Mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, I hate the Bengals, but I do like Jordan Wilson over there because he is his primary talent there is blocking, and, you know, they like having those big size tight ends. So I do like Jordan Wilson there. I hope he does well. And his scouts are very high on him too during the fall when they were
0: watching practices. Yeah, I think he and DLT are are both on a tryout basis for that mini camp. So they have to do well Mm -hmm. enough to get invited to training camp. So. We'll see how that goes for them. But it's crazy to me. You know, you've got nine draft eligible players and only two of them are, are from Florida State. It really just reflects on the, the roster development and all of the attrition over the last couple of years. And also, you know, seven of those guys being transfers, how much Florida State has had to rely going into the transfer portal and mm-hmm. pulling guys out. And it also shows
2: but where let, the roster is with only
0: one guy getting drafted.
2: But let's blame Norval. you know. You know, he is going to year three. He has to be held accountable for what's going on. At the same time, um, you know, uh, what we see now is just a end result of, of everything that's led up to it. So, you know, but they got to win in order to get that. You know, it, it, it's a double-edged sword, you, you know. You're not going to get the talent unless you win. So,
0: Yep. It, and if you don't have the money.
2: Well, I, I think they, I think that's kind of been um, put to the wayside. I, I, I think that there's there's money there and there's opportunity there. I think that you know FSU's going to be there to uh, compete with everyone. It's just you know they need a Bentley dealership like we were talking about when they <laughs> you know when, when we came on and I was, off, was it you Austin that said no no one wants a, a Honda Civic deal.
1: Yeah, no one wants a Honda Civic NIL deal with Pejan yeah, Robinson so, getting Lamborghini deals at Texas. Yeah,
2: yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's our oil money. But, mm-hmm. but you know,
3: I know we're, we're gonna have to start having you know agents, and now you're seeing some of these Twitter people just posting out NIL deal. $3 million, yeah, yeah. $2 million, like Ian Rappaport and friggin' Adam Scheffner, we're gonna start seeing tweets about NIL deals. Yeah, uh, and Jordan Jones
1: got 75000 from Arizona State. Like, yeah. for what?
2: How <laughs> yeah, do you I deserve don't, that? You know, I, I, to I, I throw I don't like
3: three it. interceptions in a quarter. <laughs>
2: I'm I don't sorry, Emory. Like I, I, like, I don't like the tampering, uh, you know, but, you know, that could that not happen if you still pay the players. So, Everyone that thinks that those two have to coincide are a little bit ridiculous and old school. But you know, Emory Jones. So Arizona just replace Arizona State just replaces who they had with the same player, in in, in Emory Jones. So, but you know, whatever. But no, I mean, any uh, listeners out there that have have a Bentley dealership, then need to go ahead and come come to Tallahassee. (laughs)
3: Yeah, let's get to work. Get to work. Dustin, you know this one right here because you put out a piece on this. Uh, We put it out today. This is a question from Carol on Facebook. What are your thoughts about the new ruling supposedly coming out in two weeks about the changing of total number of scholarships you could have every year by possibly adding more? We could benefit from it if it happens.
0: Yeah, it's a really interesting proposal and it looks like it's going to be a temporary proposal. Um, they're going to discuss it and vote on it in a couple of weeks. And if it gets passed, it'll be a two-year plan. Basically cut the scholarship limit and recruiting every year. This year it got moved up to 32 with a temporary rule. Typically it's 25. So you can add a hundred scholarships over a four-year period, but now you cut that out completely and, I mean, theoretically, teams could bring in as many scholarship players as they wanted from high school and the transfer portal combined. So if you want to sign 40 or 50 guys, you could. But at the same time, you still have to fit it into that 85 scholarship roster limit. That's not going to be going away. So, you know, there's there's different avenues, I would say. But you look at the back end of Florida State's roster, there's still a lot of non-contributors, you know, some recruiting bust. um, And they're they're trying to flip that. And Now if you have more scholarships, we were talking about I think a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago, about how many guys you could take in 2023. Now theoretically it doesn't matter as long as you have enough guys outgoing from the program. So we'll see how that goes and how FSU decides to operate if that rule does get passed.
2: You know who's going to benefit the most from that?
0: The red teams?
2: Yep. (laughs) No, you know, Nick Saban's going to just feast on that. Um, well, the
3: transfer portal I can only imagine would just be a complete frenzy. We think it's crazy now, but if you're mm-hmm. just loading up on players and one team like that, I mean, it's already I mean, wild we, now, but yeah. it'd just be a whole complete shit show.
2: Yep. All this stuff is going to get mandated in some form or fashion, but, you know, for, for, like you said, you know, for a program like Florida State that's looking to turn this roster, it's very beneficial, but now they're going to have to compete with, you know, Alabama that can take 495 players <laughs> and, and, and take that, you know, the top 100 is going to be Texas A&M, Georgia, Ohio state, um, Alabama and, and a few other schools. So this is where, you know, the money side of MSU has to start to come to the forefront, you know, and we're they, also they, seeing- they have to be very, very, you know, um, Upfront about what they had to offer in order to compete if that's going to happen.
1: We're also seeing, I think it's the SEC and Big Pac-12 commissioner trying to go to Congress about trying to get NIL mandates, which I, I don't know what they'll be able to do at this point. Just I mean, we talked about it when NIL first got enacted, as it's, it's going to run rampant because there's no regulations, nothing. And <laughs> these last 10 months have been insane for not just college football, but college basketball as well. Um, so I don't know if there's going to be anything they can do to, you know, kind of reverse these effects. Obviously, you want the kids to make their money. But it's it's different
2: right now. It's different. Oh, wait. I wonder if they're going to cap it, you know, you can only have X amount of dollars given out per year or... Limit per player, or, or they're going to do something to try to I even. Feel like play you try limit
1: it, though, you're going to you're going to get some kind of issue. Yeah,
2: but it, it, I mean, then it goes back to under the table. Yeah, it goes back to under the yeah. table, so that doesn't really change it. You know, the money now is just in the forefront. I I, I think what we're just seeing now. I disagree with, with with Jimbo Fisher saying that. You know, you know, Texas a and class. Without me, you know, just dogging the guy, but Texas A&M's class was what it was because of NIL. So mm-hmm.
3: I'll bring this up now. We'll jump over to this. But speaking of NIL and all the collectives and such, it was announced today from Warpath eight hundred and fifty, the collective there, along with Rising Spear, which you guys it's can Warpath eight hundred
0: and fifty. You idiot, eight hundred
3: and fifty. It's the same frigging thing. It's Warpath.
0: Not. You got to say 850.
3: Jesus. 850 is what I drink at Proof. And Proof, so, if you ever want to sponsor you a You can podcast, read it
0: right on that bottle.
3: Well, that's because it's spelled 850. E-I-G-H-T dash F-I-V-E dash O. That's how that drink is spelled. This is Warpath 850.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe they couldn't get that trademark. Sounds like it was taken.
3: Warpath 850. <laughs> Check the, check the trademark licensing uh, site for us, Dustin, while you're at it here. Uh, but anyways, they're, Rising Spear and Warpath 850, there you go, Dustin, are combining forces now. This is going to be supposedly the first time inside one institution, Florida State, where this is going to happen between two collectives. As always, 100% of the proceeds are going to all of the student-athletes, I think, this is just kind of a good way to merge forces and, you know, behind it, you know, you see Mackenzie Melton with Dreamfield Co. Uh, doing a lot of work, too, being very hands on. And he's also, of course, the co-founder, but very important to him. He said in a quote, this is an important step forward to each organization as well as the student athletes. Uh, We're looking forward to working with Rising Spirit to implement a program that brings as many NIL compliant deals to each one of them through re- Rising Spear and Dreamfield. so it seems like they're trying to combine forces here. Um, I mean, this is kind of just going to be the way I think for a lot of colleges and institutions outside. You know, as we know, Florida State can't be hands-on involved here and such, but um, Not and yet. yeah, you can't you can't be on it. Matthew Quigley, uh, one of the oh, actually, now recently named CEO. I will say, Matthew, whenever he was on our show a couple weeks ago, he was not named the CEO, but now, recently named CEO of Rising Spear says I'm this is ex- Yeah, this is an exciting merger between Rising Spear and Warpath 850. It will, re- will create a strong, unified membership platform to benefit seminal student athletes. Uh, we look forward to welcoming all Warpath 850 zero subscribers with a reminder that the student athletes receive a hundred percent of all donations collected by rising sphere so yeah combining forces yeah cool stuff good, good, I, good. Think, I think it's good for the student athletes for sure yeah
0: i was gonna say i think it's a good thing because you know we've seen now rising spear or path 850 i can't remember the one that james coleman introduced but you had three FSU NIL collectives in one space. And it's just kind of like, are you potentially bogging down the market at that point and taking money away from other ones? So now by combining these two collectives, all the fans that were donating to both are now donating to a single entity. Um, All the athletes that were under both are now together under one entity. And I think that's going to be beneficial moving forward.
3: Uh yeah, James is uh God. I hope I don't screw this name up. Micanope, eighteen fifty one. Micanope, eighteen fifty one. I believe. Yeah, it is. I'm not. James. I'm not quite sure how to pronounce I, it.
2: Micanope. It's Indian.
3: Oh, okay. Micanope. Micanope, mm-hmm. eighteen fifty one. But his is more, and I like James's because he's always he's a businessman, but he's. he's Primarily focusing in on helping the student athlete when they're going through their endeavors with business deals, finding those kind of, you know, if you're doing influencer deals through social media, if you're trying to do repping some kind of brand, you know, trying to go through those wavelengths of being hands on directing these student athletes, which is I definitely think much needed to where, you know, you have these other collectives and such doing that and trying to drive to get those opportunities for the players. But now I think, like I said, James, he's a former player. He wants to kind of be more hands on. We'll have James on this off season to go more deep into this. But from what I kind of read off of what he sent us, it seems like those are more of kind of helping direct those players and to not get into the wrong folk, because that's the biggest thing. That's been been my biggest concern with all this NIL stuff. You've got college kids, and you've got all these different kinds of brands, and all these all this money coming at you, and all these contracts, but you don't have someone there by your side to help you read through these and these documents before you sign your name off, and yeah, God knows what you're getting yourself it, into.
2: That that's the thing I like most about James's venture is that he's helping these guys make smart decisions that aren't going to put them in a the bad spot by. Not reading the five print or not paying attention to, uh, on who who's who. So the other stuff I don't, I don't care, man. Just get the money to the players so they can compete and get good again.
3: It's the money. Tom's reminding me on the Facebook comments that it's the area. Code. I do I I do know it is the area code, but I did say. Wrong, so I do apologize to all of our. And I'm a local here in Tallahassee, so Thank I do you. apologize to. Thank you. Really, I'm just apologizing to myself for having that incorrect statement on the name of Warpath 850. So I apologize to myself. Um, let's talk about the Charlotte offensive line transfer, and we'll jump it over to basketball to finish it off. Uh, Charlotte offensive lineman who had 25 starts in a game, Dimitri Emanuel. Has decided to enter the transfer portal six foot two, 305 pounds. I've been told from a source we put in the Discord a couple of days ago, but I'm expecting Florida State to kick the tires here and pursue. And you got to immediately think about the ties with Florida State's offensive line coach, slash co offensive coordinator Alex Atkins here, and think that Florida State's got a pretty significant play here if they do indeed pushing to grab. Dimitri and two Tallahassee into the fold on Florida state's offensive line. we know Florida state most likely wants to add to that line because from what we saw in the spring, there's gotta be some kind of built there depth wise. Uh, it wasn't really fun to watch this past spring. You know, you still got your starting front and you know, you, you feel pretty good about that, but man, if someone drops, you, you need someone to go in there, but Dimitri Emanuel now available. Um, what are y'all's thoughts on on him, d Yeah,
0: this is an interesting one because, you know, you would really love to pull an offensive tackle out of the portal and shift one of those guys you have out at tackle right now potentially down to guard. But you can't really be picky um, if you're Florida State at this stage. And Emmanuel is an experienced guy who has played a lot of football and he's played under Coach Atkins before. Um, interesting, when I was doing my research, you know, this guy, he was a two-year reserve then Atkins gets there um, for that one year in 2019. He starts 12 games and has continued ever since. Um, started his last 25 appearances at Charlotte, and he's played all over the offensive line. I mean, both guard spots, both tackle spots. I think coming, if he was to come to Florida State, you know, like you said, Logan, 6'2, 305, he's probably slotting in at one of those guard spots for you. You've got Dylan Gibbons fairly locked down on that left side. So he's probably, he would be in the competition for that spot on the right, but definitely interesting. Cause like you said, you need depth there. You're, you feel pretty good about your top six, seven guys, but you'd really love to have eight or nine that you're feeling comfortable with in the event of injuries, which are going to happen in the 12 game season. And we saw it last year when guys went out, the, the offensive line play fell off a cliff and you're hoping to not have that happen as, as often this upcoming season.
2: I think it's um, a move that would kick uh, Washington back out to tackle. You know, I think that's where, 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 where at the Atlanta where, I think that's your starting five. Um, I agree with Dustin. I, I really would prefer to land a, a true tackle uh, from the portal that's needed, but if, if you're going to try to have a one-year stop gap you bring this guy in as a guard. Like Justin said, he's played tackle also, but I, I think 6-2 is not big enough, you know, clearly to, to play tackle in power five. Um, but, you know, multiple starts as a guard and he's been very effective. So uh, if anything, that allows them to put Washington back at right tackle and, and gives you a pretty solid starting five.
0: And at the very least he comes in and he's one of your top reserves off the bench. So, and, and also one quick note, he's a grad transfer. So this will not affect FSU scholarship limit in 2023, which makes us, it makes even more sense because you're not losing a spot for next year. Yep. Exactly. You
3: bring him in and doesn't hurt your count there. And you add depth if needed, most certainly. And you could push out even like we said, um, Washington and offensive line that the second string, we'll talk about a lot this offseason. But, you know, I'm sure they're still waiting. There's definitely some more. You're seeing a few uh, Alabama offensive linemen now hit the transfer portal or, you know, there's going to be guys all around. Uh, the country, I think, now that spring is fully wrapped up and guys figuring out some things in their future, there's going to be some opportunities there. So, you know, it depends. And But this is not a thing where, oh, I don't necessarily have to wait, 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 wait. You can either take them now and jump on it and get them. Um, but like you said, it doesn't hurt your count. Um, I think it's worth noting, too, this just came out, of course, while we're talking about it, uh, from Ross Dellinger, fellow Sports Illustrated Our guy over there just broke the news that there's new NIL guidelines uh, that will be retroactive coming soon. Schools with boosters who have communicated with players before they have signed with programs would be sanctioned. Guidelines are expected to be published next week. So the NCA start to crack in a little bit. Yeah. on Just all this, this nil stuff, stuff, stuff. All,
0: all talk all talk starting to crack a little bit they're going to catch louisiana louisiana monroe gave 50 bucks to some guy they're going to get in <sighs> the postseason for 10 years but alabama's going to keep it going baby it's, Kirby like, smart's going to keep dropping those bags that kind
1: of stuff is so hard to govern like how can you how can you really judge if a booster's been talking to them before they sign a contract
0: like you got they send, really going to be pulling phone records and stuff no come there's on there's no way
3: Yeah, so interesting to see what that would be. I thought it was just worth noting after we talked about the NIL stuff that supposedly there's some new guy. I love how it's guidelines. You know, we're gonna start off with guidelines, then maybe next, maybe next year or like six months from now, we'll talk about rules, and then after rules, eventually we'll
1: get bylaws.
3: Yeah, bylaws. Then we'll go vote. So probably about four or five years from now, we should figure everything out, guys. Feels pretty good. Sounds good. Uh, let's talk about TJ Davis real quick, Florida state defensive lineman. Uh, got the news today that medically just qualified here. Uh, don't think it impacts Florida state in 2022, nor do I think it impacts at all Florida state's defensive end, uh, group. I actually had, you know, I, I tweeted out today that I was, you know, I was just thinking about it and I'm really excited to watch Florida state's defense after what we saw this spring. um, and, you know, I talked about Florida State's defensive end room, and I'm really excited for that. Definitely if Pat Payton makes that stride, because I already feel really good about Briggs. You've got Verse, and of course, you've got Derek McLendon. But um, I feel really good about that that room. And then heading into 2023, you know, if Dante Anderson makes that next step. But I don't think TJ Davis here is a major loss for Florida State. I will say um, – I won't say anything. I would just say it was um, – I won't say anything. I, won't say, I don't know if I can say anything, so I'm just going to play it smart and don't say anything. Been, haven't had our wrists slapped on anything in a long time, so I went through the sp- spring smooth, and I'm just going to continue to do that. But I will say, don't think it uh, impacts too much. You look at guys like Bishop Thomas, Daniel Lyons, <laughs> those two guys who impressed uh, a little bit. And you know, There wasn't a major spring for them, but for guys coming in as freshmen that acclimated very well, there you go. You know, you got those two guys. So don't be too worried about your defensive line in there.
2: Uh, for me, it's just another reason why you bring in as many big guys as you can because, you know, it's 50-50 whether they you know, develop and turn into something in college. And the injuries you know, injuries derailed his career. So, But he was low on the depth chart. Um, such is life. So moving on.
3: Don is saying on YouTube that uh, Florida State has to beat everyone this season and go eleven and zero. No, I
2: think like twelve and zero.
3: Yeah, what's wrong with twelve and zero? Eleven and zero just seems too way down, too low. It, twelve it, and zero it, though sounds a lot better.
2: It, it, is it predicting a hurricane cancellation?
3: Yeah, maybe may there's always you one know. of those every three years.
2: You know. Maybe they're just not
1: counting the Duquesne game.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, sadly, <laughs> nowadays, you do have to start counting those.
2: No, no, I think it's the, the hurricane game like Miami. It's just, you know, coming in there with an 87-point favorite. I mm-hmm. think that, you know, it's just not going to be much of a not game even, for...
0: Not even worth putting on the wind column.
2: No, it's just a uh, it's it's clear W.
3: Uh, Timmy's going in here. Uh, meaning depth purpose for TJ Davis. I don't think that was the factor. Definitely for not defensive and If you want to talk about Quashon Fuller, yeah, most certainly for depth, but um for tj davis i don't think anybody on here nor in the comments and and the fan base should be too too worried about tj davis uh, not being available for available for florida state in 2022 if i can speak correctly
0: yeah not a whole lot to say on the kid you know he was a member of that transitional class for mike norvell of a high not a high profile but a, a riser as a senior late in the recruiting process florida state was able to get him over Georgia Tech, and like like Nate said, he just – he got banged up and struggled with his development a little bit, didn't end up playing a snap at Florida State. But I believe he was the defensive scout team player of the year maybe during during the fall or something like that. But
2: 2020.
0: Yeah, so – but on the interior of that defensive line, you know, he, he wasn't primed to make much of an impact anyway, as long as those top four guys stay healthy, uh, you know, it, it's not a big loss in hey, Florida awesome. State
2: – Ron, Dustin, Austin, real quick, pull up that class. That, class? that the, the transition class. Norval's first class, 2020. And, and, and uh, over half of it's got to be gone now.
1: Um, Yeah, just starting from the top, DeMaurier, Tate's still on campus, but then the next three are gone. Brian Robinson, Chubba Purdy, Jadarius Green-McKnight. Yeah, Toa Feely, Steven Dixier, Kai Douglas – Still there. Corey Wren gone. Kentron Poitier is there, but you know, mm-hmm. leaning on out. J.M. McCluster, I don't know off the top of my head. You guys are know better than I would. He's, he he gone.
2: He's gone.
1: Uh, Robert Scott, Cindy Williams, both guys that you know everyone's really high on coming into this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it gets real rough with Josh Griffiths. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. uh, Thomas Schrader, Tate Rodemaker, Darren Williamson. There's a lot of names.
0: Damn. 25 in that class.
1: Yeah. Uh, Zane and the Damian Webb, which I, that was technically. No, that hurts my heart, the
2: Damian Webb. Uh, Carter Boatwright,
1: who left after what, one season? Two seasons. Two seasons. DJ Lundy's yep. still there. Lloyd Willis is still there. TJ Davis just left. Markston Douglas, not a name I know off the top of my head. Y'all would still know. Still there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then the punter, so.
3: Timmy's talking about no, Logan. I mean – do we get a D defense? No, the, T.J. Davis was not a specific defensive end player for Florida State, so I don't think no, they're going to no, go. No, I, I
2: don't think they go to the portal to get a, to to get another DN. Mm. I, I I think there's, you know, you still have to kick the tires on the quarterback. In my opinion, you have to find one to maybe two offensive linemen, and, and do you look at linebacker or, or defensive back um, from the portal? I think that's, in my opinion, the path they go. Mm-hmm. But it
0: is important to clarify that with Davis being medi- medically uh, disqualified, it does open up another scholarship for Florida State. Mm-hmm. So they were sitting at 81 before this. Now they're at 80 out of 85. Currently, you have five more spots to to add players before the fall.
3: I'll just state on here. I don't think it's going to be dramatic or anything, but I did not see T.J. Davis uh, a lot this spring. So it's worth noting there. I don't think that's too uh, – that might've been whatever, you know, you see Norvell going in and talking with a lot of these guys too. And, you know, this is the part of the part of the game and he's shaping up for what hopefully will be a minimum of a seven win, hopeful eight win kind of season. So like I said, could be preparing for 2023 and kind of having some good conversations and those meeting rooms and trying to prepare for what could be ahead. So we'll see. got to hope for the best though. Um, basketball, BZ, I know there's nothing much too crazy here, but a high-profile target for sure, but maybe Florida State not having a big chance here for Julian Phillips.
1: Yeah, one week from today, Julian Phillips will decide his commitment. Um, his He just he released the top seven yesterday of Auburn, Florida State, South Carolina, USC, Tennessee, and then two, I guess, professional leagues in the G League and Overtime Elite. Uh, I'm going to let you know now. Of the seven options, I'm pretty sure uh, we're eighth. I, mm. I'm, I was surprised we made the list, <laughs> honestly. Uh, um, just, there just wasn't a lot of smoke um, recently from Florida State side. Um, I think even just visited Kansas State, and the fact they weren't on this list was kind of surprising. Um, I think the two – I, I, I'm pretty sure I know where he's going. I'll just say it's not going to be – I don't think it's one of the pro leagues, and it's not Florida State, and then y'all can figure it out from there. Tennessee. Uh, y'all can figure it out from
3: there. Tennessee. Or join
1: the Discord, because we've been talking about it in the Discord a lot.
3: Get in the Discord.
2: Florida State. He's going to surprise everyone and pull out a Florida State <laughs> hat. Listen, if he
1: does, I'm going to do a backflip. He, he, maybe even oh. like.
3: We'll film
2: he's that. Gonna, he's going to go the Lorenzo Booker ahead. route. You know, going to get up on that podium and realize where his heart is, where he should have went in the first place.
1: I mean, I, It's I not going it to happen. I'd love it if he did, but it's not happening. Yeah,
0: and then he's going to get paid and go to Tennessee. But anyway. Yeah.
3: <laughs> that's yeah, how yeah. it usually works. Yeah, so don't give your hopes up too much, FSU fans. Like it's happened multiple times this last three or four months. As usual here in Tallahassee. The last
1: eight months uh, with
2: uh, how do you feel about um I was gonna tag in the tweet, or was something I saw something somewhere about FSU being number twenty three in the preseason for basketball.
1: I feel like it's high for right now. They should um, be unranked. I, I think I think they're one of those teams that's on like on the cusp of being a top twenty-five team. They just if Butler's leaving, you gotta fill that spot somehow with, with an impact guy. Cause I, I really like eight to nine of these guys, but you gotta get one more like real true talented guy that can come in and play 20-25 minutes. It, especially a, a guy that can play, you know, three through four, maybe even five if you need to, but you know, I kinda like the bodies there for right now. And if you get Malik Osborne back, which I know he put his name in the draft, but he's been really quiet. You no, know, if you can get him back for a super senior year, that helps a lot next year. Just to have some kind of veteran leadership.
3: <laughs> yeah. I think that's a little bit too early, 23. Mm-hmm. I don't know yet. I don't know yet. Um, but yeah, I think that wraps it up. Like I said, we're going to hopefully get a nice lineup of guests for you guys. I feel like we're saying that every week now, but we're definitely going to have someone on next week because right now it's looking completely dry. Now that the NFL draft is over, that took care of 30 minutes for us but now if this was just all we had was an il collective talk which i'm sorry but i can only do about five minutes of that and then get me the f out and then number two if we're talking about just about the same thing over and over again then just get me the f out again so we're gonna hopefully get some guests in here to entertain
2: you guys we can do a kenny pickett podcast i'm down Mm -hmm. You, you down Austin? Um, I would
1: love it.
3: I'm
2: always
1: on fan draft talk.
3: Future offensive rookie of the year is what I'm hearing. Ah. I can talk about that. Give ah. me, give me. The, give
2: the me question just... is, can he? Can he hold the NFL football? That's what I, I need. The question to is, can he? Be I'm hearing he For a
1: starting job. <laughs>
3: I can't believe I lose Big Ben and this is what I come to. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. I was supposed to have Jameis, and that just completely fell you're through. You're supposed to have
1: Jameis. Then you're supposed to have Malik Willis. Oh, God. And Trubisky and Kenny Pickett.
3: What are we doing? What are, I feel like Colbert, he's leaving. So, I think that our GM screwed us. Bring I think he did this on purpose.
2: Uh, are they trying to force out Tomlin?
3: That's might be Bring it.
1: back to Minnesota. I'll
2: take Tomlin to Chicago. No, no, you don't
1: y'all, get him. I guess we both just got a coach. but No, yeah,
2: you nah, I, no. I, I'll fire for my Thomas. Of course y'all would take Thomas.
3: Of course y'all would.
1: Hey, Thomas came from Minnesota, though. He was, what, our linebackers coach? Linebacker coach. Yep. Bring him back to Minnesota.
3: Bone in, says Tom. Bone in. Bone in, Nate. Bone in, bone. Whatever what
1: happened to the Boneless Buddies hypeies video?
3: Damn, that,
2: that fell off. That fell off. That is – I, think so?
1: I thought we had plans. I thought we had merchandise coming. This was like we got a little caught ago. up with
0: spring cleaning, but by the fall we're gonna be shifting it out. We've been tra- I, I, trying I, I, to I find still, retailers that will take yeah,
2: it. Uh, I still have the, the design being made. I got you know caught up in work. It, it, it is coming. All I'll be, right. See I'll
0: be, I'll before when I
2: see be, before the fall, uh, we will have shirts for 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 the fall. I better see him in
3: Louisiana. Mm -hmm. I better see him in Louisiana.
2: Well, you guys don't even want to talk about that yet. You guys are trying to to wait till October
3: 29th. October 29th. God, the season's going to be. That's only like two weeks before the FSU's football seasons usually end in November. Nah, so, Okay, man. that was too bad. I got to stop. No, that
1: was truthful. I mean, it's that truthful. Was truthful. Yeah, it's truthful. It does suck. Well, I'm Austin's not tired of basketball that. Basketball season starts. That's, that's a real season right oh, there. Oh, God. Austin.
3: Jesus Christ. Please
1: Austin. get me out. I see enough NBA so, I, playoff I, I've
2: BS. already told you that the the, the, the the stars are in line. Basketball is going to take the back seat. I don't, I don't think they and, are. And, and, and football is coming back. If the stars so, are in line, Mims so, would have so, been in so, Tallahassee. So John Butler can go so – to the G League for ten years. Um, Malik Osborne can go over to to, to Europe and play basketball. Um, Julian Phillips can go to Tennessee and you know basketball if, if can, the, can go ahead the, and the stars rely on go back to Florida State. Jermaine go Johnson would have on top Vanderbilt. ten.
1: Jerry no. Thomas would have gotten drafted.
2: If Florida State can go back to being Vanderbilt of the of the ACC when it comes to basketball. That's, is this that's rough. that going to happen?
1: That's oh, a rough comparison. Man. Man, you you, you knew that was rough.
2: And once every ten years, you'll get a, you know, a Charlie Ward or Bobby Sura to come in and make you a, a first round exit team. But it's, it's happening. <laughs>
3: damn, damn, that's tough. Get your team
2: over five hundred. We'll talk then.
3: <sighs> it's getting brutal out here. It is getting brutal. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to Louisiana weekend. It's going to be a long weekend. I hope I can come down.
2: <sighs> hope so. You know, hope, hope you got it.
3: Yeah, you often. just make the drive, buddy.
1: Drive. I mean, don't Hello? drive.
3: Actually, never mind. I forgot. That's not near you. <laughs> That's, That's not near a you. Thirteen-hour drive? No thanks. Road yeah, trip. yeah, a little road trip. That's what you need to do. No is thanks. that? The, I know, man. Is that it's the uh, new tattoo?
2: Time. Yeah, itches, dude.
3: Uh oh, yeah, I got the itches.
2: Yeah, but oh, um, no. You should go to Tallahassee. We'll, we'll road trip together, the four of us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, could you imagine? I don't even that? think we'd get out of Tallahassee.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no. First exit, I'm out. Give me
1: the yep.
2: Uber.
3: <laughs>
1: oh, never mind. It's only an eleven hour drive. It's not that bad. Oh All yeah, right?
3: for sure. Go ahead and make the drive down there for sure. Come on. I'm
0: driving eight, eight to Nashville. You can do it.
1: Okay. Yeah, eight to eleven is
0: a big difference. I mean, it's a like I get above
1: you... six, it starts hurting. Once you so, get above eight, it's it's rough.
2: All right, we're done.
3: Oh, yeah. Actually, this is a really good point here. If uh, the stars were aligned, uh, Travis Hunter would be here, Nate.
1: Great point. And Marvin Jones Jr. would be here.
3: Oh, God, Jesus. Let's not even go back through depressing. Time to start drinking. No, he
0: wants to go there. I'll go there. And Tyree West. God, Jesus. And (laughs) Trevion Williams. And (laughs) Wesley Besaint. That was never going to happen.
2: Kevin Coleman. (laughs) That was never going to happen. What a rough slate. Nico Marchio. Oh, player. no, not Nico. No, not I mean Nico. Nico. The Stars are lining Brody would have stayed. On the left arm to West Virginia.
3: <laughs> oh, damn. Jesus, poor Nico. That's a hear on the sphere alum. Come on. Man.
2: He is. <laughs>
3: yeah. Well, Dion's also a hear the sphere alum.
2: Yeah, Dion can.
1: <laughs> yeah. I had a podcast before we start getting too reckless. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> this is going to go sideways real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no but
3: yeah enjoy enjoy the rest of y'all's weekend we're gonna hopefully collect a lot of uh a lot of guests for you guys and Dustin's working the lines working the emails but so far not so good so we're hoping that he'll able to draw us in a bass here I know Odell Haggins would for us but Dustin's taking a little bit longer than expected so I might have to jump in there and do a few things to get the ball rolling I don't know
0: the yeah, first thing you've done in a while
3: Damn, geez, I gotta edit this podcast with your ass on it, so it's gonna take a little bit. That's one you of haven't these.
0: edited one of these podcasts in about three years.
3: Ouch. <sighs> I've gotta go in and put in the intro to these things. This thing is not oh, easy. Oh man, it's not uh, editing. and I've got to snippet a good part of this podcast, which is actually the hardest part, is finding a good 10 seconds that we're not saying something idiotic or stupid or cussing. So we'll be all right. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. Oh, wait, that's what I was gonna say. Nate, you're a big fight guy. Amazing weekend for fights. We've got UFC night on Saturday. Uh, got they and what's other screwball name? I don't know him, but great UFC <laughs> fight know. card. Who's I is love it? Geishi. Geishi.
2: Yes. Who's the other guy? Come Damn on! It. It's a great fight weekend. You should know the fights.
3: Uh, it's a great fight card. Oliveira. There you go. There you Oliveira. Go. Yeah. Oliveira. <laughs>
2: And who else is fighting Rose I'm in
3: Nunez and who? Nunez isn't fighting, is she?
2: Yeah.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Nunez. Uh, no, not Nunez. It's uh Rose Yunez. Yeah. Yunez? Yeah. Yunez oh, And man. Carla. Yeah, it's a it's a woman's start. Esperanza. Yeah, we got we got another uh, championship for a belt. Well, that's
2: the uh, one what, I'm what what excited what, for. What about the other fight? The
3: girl fight is going to be amazing.
2: What about the other fight? Tony Ferguson and Michael Chandler. That's gonna be a great fight.
3: Yeah, that would be a lot of striking, a lot of but striking, which I like.
2: That's that's gonna be a, just a three round ass whipping for each mm-hmm. guy. There's there's gonna. <laughs> All right. Well, well no, then, sorry, sorry. No, the... no, I, I, I'm going. Uh, I'm going. Uh, Gishy gets a uh, third round knockout. I'm going. Uh, Thug Rose and I'm going. Um, I'm going. Chandler um, takes out Ferguson. I think Ferguson's done.
0: Okay.
3: And then we all got Canelo for Sunday. I'm guessing.
2: I don't watch boxing. Boxing sucks.
3: Oh, yep. get the get him out. I agree. Get out of here. No, there's Box, nothing yeah, better than the, a good. Did y'all not same watch same. the women's one this past weekend? Can we, can we stop talking about that? That was this incredible. Sucks. That was a great fight. And then uh, Kentucky Derby. Who y'all got? Which horse y'all got? Whichever one breaks
2: it.
0: a leg. Oh, my
2: God. Oh, I don't look at the names until that five minutes. before The Kentucky oh, Derby is, is a bucket list trick, though. That'd be a lot of fun.
3: Absolutely. I could only imagine being there just absolutely trashed.
0: Yeah, man. Getting KFC in Kentucky.
3: <sighs> uh, the names to watch out for. The f- special one is Zandon. Three to one odds right now. There's Epicenter. There's Messier. There's White Aberio. There's Mo Trainer. Hold on. I'm singing. These are are great names. These are always the best part. Mo Donegal, Taba, Smile Happy is 20 to one right now. Crown Pride, Charge It, Simplification, Cyber Knife. Cyber Knife is 20 to one. Zozo's. Yeah, Cyber Knife is a badass name. Zozo's, Happy Jack, Summer is Tomorrow, Tis the Bomb. Pioneer uh, Medina, Barber Road, Classic Causeway, Tawny Port, and last one, the one that you, if you want to make some bank on, thirty to one odds is a three-year-old road. A three-year-old road. I don't know what that means. Well, thirty to
2: one is not not that awful. There's been eighty-five to one. You know that's it's not low. that. It sounds like it's a pretty competitive field.
3: So who you're you going with? Uh, Cyberknife.
2: Yeah, it's because I like the name. Do these yeah. horses
0: do they have an actual name or do they respond to so if I'm if I'm sitting there like, hey, cyber knight come here? Is right. it coming here or do I have to call it Dave or something? No. That's my name. Dave. Point. Dave. Dave. <laughs> like a horse name.
3: No, that's just like, like horse. The, Just like yeah. Dustin said yeah. earlier with having a weapon of a diploma <laughs> in your hand. I don't understand <sighs> that. I don't understand
1: that. <laughs> it's right there.
3: That's going to that's gonna be an opening is. clip right there. That is. I know. The, the Jameis Winston and the weapon of the diploma in his hand is going to probably be our intro to this exciting podcast.
0: Your degree is your greatest weapon in life.
3: How'd it do for you?
0: Hey, I mean...
2: Look got at me now. Got
0: a, got a pretty cool job.
3: <laughs> Didn't you say you I make terrible money. It? Damn.
0: Well, Yeah, it's going well. <laughs> I'm living the dream. <laughs> Lots of debt.
3: No. <laughs> Oh, God, Jesus.
2: The American dream. We, need to, we
3: need to go before it
1: doesn't an existential crisis. Yeah, no, golly.
3: All right, everybody. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the sports and all that kind of frenzy. Hit the like button subscribe. We'll talk to you guys next Thursday evening with end quote guest. We'll see what happens. Never know. Adios.
2: Peace. Mama told me not to say word. Mama the same color t-shirt. Mama told me not to say- Saint Paul t-shirt white mama told me not not the word. one 175 Saint color t-shirt white mama told me uh, not the silk one 17